0: Hello again listeners and welcome to episode 49 of the Agile Podcast. My name is Paul Goddard and on this podcast I join my friend Jeff Watts for a good chat about Agile in a pub of our choice. It's hay fever season for me if you can tell from my bunged up nose, but don't let that put you off. In this episode the conversation starts immediately after I got back from the bar with a pretty disappointing round. Let's play the jingle. There we go.
1: Hello. Hello, Jeff. We should probably have a different intro. Yeah, I feel like that's how we start everything. We should need a different way of starting. What should should we start with? I don't know, sort of rewind. Uh, What can we start with? Welcome? No. What do you mean, like a catchphrase? Not necessarily, just a different different start. Maybe a high five. (laughs) And
0: maybe we start with the, maybe start with it with a little clink. So, we we'll do a rewind <laughs> back to the beginning. Oh, that's do, terrible. do that again. That's better. Yeah. That's the bottle on glass, glass on bottle. Yeah. Not 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 a satisfying <laughs> noise. That. No, it's not as good as it normally is. <coughs> good not evening. Good. Yeah. This is it good, good evening? Yeah, and welcome evening. to the Warwick. In We're not K- in Warwick. No, the pub is called the Warwick. The Warwick. It's a bit of a foodie pub, isn't it? A lot of people eating. Yeah,
1: more, more tables for food than for sitting down drinking. But
0: um, There you go, we're not really drinking, so... No. We're, uh, we're alcohol free today, Yeah. tonight. I've got a Diet Coke, which Dry actually Monday. F- actually, as far as Diet Coke's go, this is actually pretty bad, because it's not very fizzy. I don't know if it's out of date, or if it's,
1: uh,
0: you know, just been open... I don't know, it's been standing on the shelf for a long time, but it's good. Has it got a best before date? I don't know. But it's particularly unsatisfying. There's just no bubbles in it, Jeff. Uh, take it back. No, I'm not going to do that. To no, I'm too polite. You should take it back.
1: No. You haven't got what you paid for. So I remember, I remember my wife coming back from having her nails done once. I said, how was it? She said, it was terrible. <laughs> she was, you know, really upset. And uh, I said, well, why, why didn't you say something? And she said, oh, I didn't want to upset them. I don't want to cause a fuss. I said, well, will you go back? to that person, no, I'll never go back. But that person doesn't know. They don't have the opportunity to, to get better. You're, you're not gonna get satisfied. You haven't got what you paid for. You're not happy, they're not happy. Everyone's losing out by you not giving them that feedback.
0: Should I try another one? I think it's, I think it would be the agile thing to do. Okay, I'll do it. Pause, press pause. Pause. I'm back. You bet. The barman wasn't very happy, Jeff. Why not? He just said, his first reaction was, I, op- I opened it in front of you. How dare you? How dare you suggest that this is out of date? I opened it in front of you. So I got him to check the dates on the bottles, and he reassured me it was in date. Yeah. I just said, it doesn't taste very nice. He said, well, I'll give you a clean glass. What can it's, you do? Interesting.
1: Well, yeah, but it's interesting, well, it's interesting with that kind of thing is... What do we That does taste good There's more bubbles in it. Oh, you can see, yeah, you can see. There's it's, more bubbles it's on, different. on the outside of the glass. But it's not. It's not a reflect. It's not a reflection on him. It's not but a yeah. judgment on him. But he, that, that, he took it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's quite normal, isn't it? When you see feedback. Yeah. Um, it's, it shouldn't be. It should be a little bit easier to take when it's about a product because that's not. He didn't make the product. Uh, even even the the pub here, they will be able to. Claim that back from Coca-Cola, presumably. A, yeah, a there's call. no,
0: there's no great loss, is there? Really? No. And really, you have nothing to gain. But do you think it's um, he will feel that it's that's in some way, as a barman, would be marked on his record by his employer that yeah, uh, shrinkage, whatever you call it, that, well, who's going to know? But the inventory check at the end of the day that more was more has gone missing than was sold. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, this is, this is how metrics can drive bad behaviour.
1: But there's, there's got to be a natural, natural amount of shrinkage. And from his perspective, it's not like he's made a cocktail badly. No. Or he's poured a pint yeah. wrong. Yeah. All he's done is open a bottle and what's in there... ...wasn't as rejected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, so. this one's much better, though. Oh, you can see. You can see. It's a clear difference. So, but that's quite a—it's quite a common reaction for many people to feedback. is very defensive, to begin with. Yeah. Um, Shock. Yeah. Surprise. We're Anger. Certainly in a customer-facing environment. Yeah. It's not. It's not even well. a case of the customer's always right. It's just a case of why would you? You have no ulterior motive to complain about it. It's not like you've cheat You've drunk it and then come back and said, "I want my money back." you've, no, gone, you've gone back a with a full, full glass. glass.
0: Yeah. But you think in the customer service industry, the, the, I'd expect that. I hope the first reaction is, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. But I didn't get that impression no. from the barman at all. No, it was one around. How dare you? Well, yeah. I um. I'm going away this weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to a place that I went to earlier on this year yeah. and I've been to a few times in the past. And this time it wasn't as good an experience as it had been before. Right. And on checkout, they asked us they feedback. normally ask us for the feedback, they yeah. didn't this time. Right. And so we we emailed and see so we my wife and I. Yeah. We emailed and not not in a complaint, but just in a you normally ask us for our feedback. You didn't this time, so we thought we'd email you. We told them the things that we really enjoyed about the stay, and we told them the things that we were surprisingly so mildly disappointed by. Quite explicitly stated that it wasn't a complaint. Right. But that it wasn't as good as we remembered it before. Okay. And the response from them was, was fantastic. It right. was Really apologetic. You know, we've got high standards. You're we'll repeat guests. We value your loyalty. Yeah. We want. We really want to make sure that we don't lose you as customers. Yeah. Um, how can we rectify the situation? And it was as open ended as that. Really. How can we rectify the situation? Really. Yeah. And so we weren't. <laughs> we didn't demand <laughs> this, but we're going back now for a, a, a full
0: free weekend with free food and drinks and spa treatments did you ask for that no, no. what did you say in your response Then did you, sh- did you shoot for the moon and expecting no no something no, no. As we just said it's. we weren't looking for anything like that we we probably now
1: would we probably would look at where else there yeah. was in the local vicinity just to give somewhere else a try yeah um, because it wasn't what we expected mm. and this is what we really, we really don't want that to happen yeah we want to make sure the next time you come back
0: to us right. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. and that's good really the lengths that people go to to retain customers rather well, there are, than are many stories to... aren't there of how you can turn a
1: bad experience into a positive if you react well yeah. and so whereas that our opinion of them have probably dropped from a 10 to a, an 8 or something yeah. instead of leaving it at an 8
0: it's almost, it's almost an 11 now yeah, yeah, yeah. the way they react beyond where you expect them to go yeah. I wonder if they'll again consciously be mindful of that when you come back and perhaps remind you, you know, yeah. do something again a bit different on your holiday that just to try and again impress you mm. replace that dissatisfaction yeah yeah and that's that's, some, that's
1: a message that we'll we'll, we'll share yeah. and we'll be telling people about the great customer service there, mm. as
0: opposed to I told the bar my drink wasn't nice and he gave me the evils I wonder if it's because it's it isn't especially in in the UK we don't we don't like to make a fuss and make make a make not even a complaint but we don't give feedback very often. No. It it tends to be the reaction because it's usually when things go wrong. I'm thinking about work now about when you know you get told to go and see the boss it's usually because you've done something wrong and people yeah. feel the same type of thing if they're going to get feedback then you can almost sugarcoat it, I'd like to give you some feedback now about about mm. the drink you just served me, yeah. expecting then, oh was it wrong, have I done something wrong? So, um, I think also the frequency of it makes it, it would have made it easier for me certainly if I was doing it all the time, but <clears throat> I certainly know it's more hotels, the hotel industry <clears throat> giving you little slips of paper saying how would you rate this day out of ten and mm. that type of thing and what could we do to make it you know, one more, two more on that scale. Like yeah, Perfection game thing. I'm noticing that more and more, especially in the, the kind of hotel industry. Mm. And even on, on apps now, you can you know you can give you know, feedback on on apps and how the rest, yeah. restaurant meal was and things like that. Yeah. Really quick. That's got be, it's got to be quick, hasn't it? Really. And also that's the people like the. And an anonymity <laughs> about it. Um, so yeah, I think um, we definitely don't, don't like that kind of making a fuss. No, face to face.
1: It's uh, crucial, though. I mean, agile is all built on expecting about feedback loops. Yeah, yeah. And without the feedback, it's, it's, it's useless, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you deliver something and put it owner says, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's alright, yeah, that's okay. And really they're thinking, no, I don't like that. What's the point? And what's the point in everything? Yeah. But the key to be able to, that takes quite a lot of courage for a team to, you know, to put something forward that they know isn't as complete as they would like it to be. They'd love to have spent more time perfecting it and tweaking it and gold plating it, but that could be waste. It takes a lot of courage to put that forward and then to take that feedback. But for me, the key is to depersonalize it. It's not feedback on you as a person. It's feedback on that, that, that thing that's been produced. And the shorter the time scale, the less amount of time and effort invested in it, the
0: easier it is to take. It reminds me as well, again, I think this is a recent Twitter conversation I had, but um, I can't remember what the thread of it was, but it was around, the, the concept of right first time came up, um, about how we're trying to, and, the, and this person I was conversing with, I can't remember who it was, I really should, should know that, but. We're suggesting that we want to try and imp- you know, improve the chances and, and, and have the best chance we can of being right first time. And I think, well, if you're doing that, that kind of, it does back people into a corner because being right first time is trying to avoid feedback. Yeah. It's trying to get the perfect answer the first time round. And perhaps, is that because we're not prepared to hear, that's not what I want, or that's not quite right, or that's not, you've not done the right thing. I think it's an unfortunate
1: turn. As I understood it, the idea of right first time was for us to get it wrong between us before it goes it out. in front of the client. Yeah, yeah. And so our experience with BT was was, it was spending
0: whole, a long time to get it wrong. There was a whole a strategy around those three words, wasn't there? About the yeah. idea of being right first time. And that was about not delivering
1: something that our customers don't like So get it wrong quickly in house. Yeah. Find it out, and then you can you can take that another step forward by if you, if you have a good enough rapport and quite good visibility and trust, then you can actually release something live, right yeah. and yeah. get feedback without yeah. it being terminal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're yeah. right. If, if you look at the words literally, then that put, that makes me scared to deliver something that's not right. Yeah and that's going to lead us away from inspecting and adapting, it's going to lead us away from uh, from transparency.
0: Generally, we don't respond well to hearing, as human nature, we don't respond well to hearing, you've not done it quite right, you've not done it right? No. You've got the wrong wrong answer. Realise we haven't said what I'm drinking, Oh no, we haven't even done. So it's been quite. We have spent like five, what's that? Fifteen minutes, twelve minutes, talking about Diet Coke and feedback and, and feedback to the barman.
1: What are you drinking for chef Well, I, I feel like I, I should be careful what I say because I'm going to say I don't like it. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> are you going to feed that back to the barman as well? Well, no, not because not because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I was pretty sure I wasn't going to like it when I ordered it. Oh, really? Um, because I've had it before, why would I order something that I knew I wasn't going to like? Because I've ordered an alcohol-free beer, <gasps> um, and it has draw breath, and it has a has a colour association. Right. For those of you who want to do some googling on that, you <laughs> might be able to find your own answer. Um, so I'm drinking a a uh, an alcohol-free beer in a bottle. Because I'm I'm having a dry Monday. Um, right. Don't drink every day, viewers, listeners. <laughs> uh, today's not one of my drinking days, so I'm having it. But I do like the taste of beer, so rather than have a like a like a diet coke or something, which would keep me up all night, yeah, then I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. It's not it's not as nice. It's, so you it's, it's
0: pretending it, pretending to be a beer. You knew it wasn't going to be nice, but you bought it anyway. Well, I knew what I was getting. Yeah. Um, does it does it taste like beer? like, if, like if, I mean, I've never drunk it. Does it taste like beer? To me, it tastes like a chemically beer. Right. Uh, An artificial. And normally,
1: well, what I might say normally? Whenever I've had this kind of beer in the past, I've made sure it's really, really cold. Right. Because the colder it is, the less flavour you get. Okay. Um, but this isn't particularly cold. It's almost room temperature. Oh dear. Uh, so you're getting much more of that warm beery but you, the the sort of metallic y chemically taste is there more than a, it's not okay. not pleasant, but <laughs> I would rather that than a caffeinated soft drink. Fair enough. So yeah, it's it's kinda of, it's a beer well not it's it's something pretending to be a beer. It's okay. A beer that isn't a beer, I suppose.
0: Any uh Agile parallels with beers that aren't beers or Agile that isn't agile. Scrum that isn't
1: sure scrum. If Nigel was here, I'm sure he would tell us a joke, you know, when it's a door, not a door, when it's a jar. Budumch. <laughs> One for our <laughs> foreign <laughs> listeners there. <sir. laughs> anyway, I don't know, when is a scrum master not a scrum master? What would be the punchline
0: to that? Um, when uh, we used to, in BT we used to call them iteration facilitators. Did Remember that? You? Yeah. I never called them that. I did. I was told to call them that. And ThoughtWorks call their that. that was a ThoughtWorks thing. Iteration manager. That's because so we didn't we started with iteration manager. This was the ThoughtWorks influence at BT when I started being to be coaching, and then the word I think the, the word manager was attracting the wrong people. Yeah. To the wrongs position, so they changed it to iteration facilitator. I think I th- just don't think Scrum. Um, Thought wanted to, to do scrum really wanted to call it scrum. Yeah, so, that was a nice first start. quite inspiring. early
1: on trying to create their own mm.
0: Yeah, methodology that they could brand and yeah. sell. But all right. So, but when does this, when is a scrum master not being a scrum master? Is there any, is there any times when a scrum master is not is not? Did you ever step out of that role? Did I ever step out of that role? Um, I had to once when um, in my particularly my painful project that mm. I've talked, spoken about before but that probably wasn't for the right reason it, it's, it's because I was I think I was emotionally too involved okay. I, I, with the product owner that sounds awful to me I, I wasn't <laughs> having an affair with the product owner no but I was I was at loggerheads shall we say and um, and I felt it was I, the, the relationship was too destructive, okay. and for the be- for the better of the team, I stepped step I stepped down. How did that help the team? I don't know if it did. <laughs> it helped me, but um, no, I, I I think the the team could view this kind of fractious relationship, and it wasn't. It was giving the process, the bad name, I mean, it was it, it was creating a lot of tension, so I just... It's just, not just, a great atmosphere. No, I wouldn't have enjoyed it watching, watching me and this product owner go hammer and tongs. That sounds awful. Okay, alright, yeah, so if you, yeah, I can see that, setting the tone. Equally I think... But I, I was lucky because I had someone that, that basically stepped in my place. Yeah. And I probably lost, I probably lost... A bit of, would you say, status? A bit of respect, maybe, from the team for doing that. Okay. Just like a spoiled little school boy, just taking. I'm taking my football and I'm going. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going home. So yeah, but I was, you know, I was young. I was naive. Made a lot of mistakes. Didn't have the tools for. Done, direct I, feedback. No, I'd have done so many things so differently. But then you would, you too, didn't you? Yeah. Life's a set of experiences, right? 10-15 years on, you you would do things very differently. But, mm. um, where else would I step out? I'd step out if I think if I had maybe not like I say a, a, a relationship breakdown, but maybe if I was too invested in what the team would de- if I felt I could influence the decision on what to do. Okay. Or if people were asking me what to do. And oh, if you had Valid experience to contribute. Mm. It's quite hard to be a
1: neutral facilitator, then, isn't mm. it? And you don't want to deprive the team of that expertise or knowledge, mm. but just sort of calling it almost as a you know, conflict of interest and saying that for this for this point in time, can I just be a team member and yeah.
0: somebody else step in? So yeah. did just, did, who did you get? Someone neutral or? Um, well, we, yeah, in Nokia we, we have got a lot of scrum masters to choose from. Um, so luckily we could just, we subbed in and out of various different meetings. So I remember doing that a few times, just switching scrum masters in and out. And occasionally maybe one of the developers would step in and do it.
1: Just, to just a quick aside for our listeners, if you can hear the music in the background, Basically, if Paul could choose a playlist <laughs> for this pub... It scores high. This would be pretty much up there, so... <laughs> if you listen back to this and pick out all the songs, you've got a pretty good idea of what Paul would
0: choose... On my iPhone, yeah. yeah.
1: But, um, <laughs> Back to where we were. So yeah, if, we, if you can't really... If you want to contribute as a team... Like, in a retrospective, we, we've said that before, haven't we, I think, as a Scrum Master, you've been... Even though you're not a developer, you've been a big part of that sprint in one way or yeah. another and putting you in a facilitary role there.
0: But this must be quite a common thing for people doing the Scrum Master yeah. on a part-time basis. That, and that's quite common to see that the Scrum Masters are quite, uh, common, quite frequently tech leads or senior devs or whatever that might be on a team. You must be, you must be invested in solutions every now and again. I don't, but then I don't see a lot of Scrum Masters willing to step out or that they're allowed to step out. Maybe the rest of the team aren't prepared to step up though, so there's less chance of that happening.
1: Well, I mean, for me, I think it's
0: yes, stepping out
1: removes that conflict of interest, it's quite clear um, and nice clean. But I've seen a lot of teams, usually after a little bit of time working together, who can have that you know, adult conversation of, right, in this situation, right now, I'm not talking to you as a scrum master. I'm, yeah. Take, um, almost taking my scrum master hat off sometimes literally I know mm. some people you're a big fan of hats mm-hmm. um, and they, they can respect that point of view without giving it more weight than it's due mm. uh, but I think in the early stages of team formation the risk is that that scrum master is seen as mm. someone with authority yeah. and their point of view should be listened to yeah um, so I, something like, Easier to work to over time. Mm. If you're in a medium to large organisation like you were at Nokia, then you've got someone who can come in and
0: provide yeah. a fresh insight, yeah, 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 yeah. provide a neutral And I think role. actually, every now and again, it's not. It can be quite useful, rewarding um, for the team and for you as a scrum. The thing I used to love at Nokia was I used to like to be seen as one of the team. I, did, I you know, I didn't want. Sometimes I wanted to be able to have an opinion. Yeah, I wanted to be able to. Side with someone, you know what I mean? It's yeah. to back someone up. When sometimes I felt that maybe management were expecting me to be more neutral or to be more toe the line, you know, from the right. from that the, the Nokia line. But sometimes I wanted to be able to have an opinion on the subject. And I think I think there's a level of respect that grows within a team when they can hear you talking on the level, that or you know. On their, on their level as well. You, not to suggest that you're not on their level, but you know what I mean, with a, a, a little bit more empathy. Yeah. That you can put yourself in, in someone else's... Just being else yourself, you rather, yeah. rather than a role. Yeah. Being Paul, exactly. rather than a scrum master. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes it's actually quite refreshing to do that. And it's probably healthy anyway. Yeah. Any other instances where you shouldn't, you should perhaps step out? suppose at the risk
1: of repeating myself at I'm, I'm a big fan of
0: Scrum Masters doing themselves out of a job. So, so there's a maturity <laughs> element to it, as, as the team doesn't need you to do it.
1: Well I think shouldn't. it's a
0: good opportunity isn't it? every now and again to
1: just give the team the opportunity to prove to themselves that they
0: can facilitate themselves and to get a, get a, get a feel for it. Because let's be honest, you shouldn't really take a team that long to learn how to self-facilitate a 15 minutes every day, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. If and I, I used to see some horrific um, experiences. And you patterns. don't need to dance, but you're, you're dancing, you dancing. I see your <laughs> shoulders moving, Jack. Yeah. Dolly Parton. Um. No, but some of the signals that you see of scrum masters that are trying far too hard to chair. I don't mean facilitate. I mean chair a daily yeah. scrum. And then teams aren't going to learn how to do it. But if it, you know, it shouldn't really take you that long to, be able to learn how to step back from a daily scrum and allow it to happen without no. you asking people, "Jeff, what have you done yesterday?" "Jeff, what are you doing today?" No. It shouldn't have to be that um, dogmatic, really. But well, okay. if you're leading it in the right for the right purpose, rather than just the mechanics
1: of the, of the you know, questions, yeah. but it will take and. Um, um, you're know, a good example there. You know, you, how many times have you gone to the bar with a drink you didn't like and not said anything? Yeah. It takes quite a lot of time and oh courage yeah. to get to be able to look your colleague in the eye and say, seriously, that thing yeah. you were working on yesterday. Yeah. What, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, or this this check in. There were a number of, number of problems in it. Kind of not where we would expect our our levels to be as a team. Yeah. What's going on with us? Yeah, uh, and be able to do that to ourselves without any kind of hierarchy or you know, defensive
0: reaction. That's going to take a while. Do you think scrum masters also get mixed up with what the word facilitate really means in a in a scrum sense? I think so. I'm interested in whether we got. I've got the same view as you. So. The Scrum Guide, I was reading this just today, Jeff. Okay. So I, was, you know, I was just drinking coffee, reading the Scrum Guide as I oh, as you do, yeah, yeah every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I normally
1: do it before I go to sleep.
0: <laughs> just check yeah. checking with the it's Scrum guide. Light time nighttime reading. Um, and But all it says is that the Scrum Master has a responsibility to, amongst other things, facilitate the scrum at events as and when needed. Okay. Right. So that, that's that little bit that's yeah. been added in the end. Um but I, I see some uh, scrum masters talking about what facilitation is and it's more like chairing meeting. Mm. They, they seem to interpret it as their voices in the room a lot. Meeting management. Yeah, meeting and kind of um, that type of thing rather than it's sort of, for me facilitation is as much about silence as it, as, it, as it is about talking. Oh yeah and so it's to make easier isn't
1: it? That's, that's the dictionary definitions right, to make okay. it easier and that can any, be anything from providing a structure mm. to uh, creating the environment the language the mm. tools mm. Uh, the space the airtime yeah. it can be any of that um, I do like a bit of ACDC
0: <laughs> anyway it is a great playlist Whoever's playlist. maybe the barman's trying to win me back over yeah
1: yeah um, so, yeah, facilitate can be, like you said, silence and, yeah. and just giving people that don't normally have air time, the time to,
0: to share their views in a non-judgmental way. But it can be quite directive, it can be bringing people's voices back yeah. and asking specific questions, but equally it could just be saying, I'm just going to set a 20 minute time box now for you to do this yeah to see, to see where it goes. Yeah. And it also, yeah, maybe asking the team. I'll be interested to know what the team fit, interprets as the word facilitation, mm. and is that different to what you, what a scrum master thinks it is? I think it'll change, it'll change over time, as the team the teams needs
1: change. Yeah, what 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 is facilitation now might seem like management later on. Yeah. yeah. Or
0: vice versa. Yeah. Certainly. Would you imagine as, a, as the maturity grows that a scrum master should spend less time facilitating? Yeah, I... I less I'll, need for facilitation? I think in
1: general, yes. Although I would probably err uh, towards the style of facilitation would change. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there would be a lot more... Ownership Cast onto the team in terms of structure and style and mm-hmm. format
0: of different things. Mm. And this is again the thing that always annoys me is, is the interpretation that once facilitation stops, is that the scrum master's role is therefore redundant. Is yeah. it? But there's so many other facets to the role. And again, I've been trying to lean on some of the scrum masters that I coach to to blog about this and to tell stories about this because there's so many, even now people still challenge me on courses think, well, anyone can do that, anyone can, once those meetings are, structures are set up, then we just basically, people that to rotate it round, yeah. the Scrum Master hat is worn by a different person every day and, I mean, that's great for sharing the the knowledge on how to, perhaps, how to facilitate, but it's not really, Doing justice to that, the other parts of the role that are so no, essential. No, you never really get your teeth into it. No one ever gets very
1: good at it. No. Don't build up the how do things happen and make significant change in the organisation happen. That takes a lot of time and what's the word to tenacity.
0: Mm. Mm. Beds are burning by midnight on. Oh. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> very good. You are the best. I'm good being on the intros. intro. I'm good on intros. You're I must the best say. I know about oh, that. To be honest. I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I am rather good on intros.
1: To be fair, you do like to blow your own trumpet. You are
0: <laughs> you are a trumpeter. Yes, trumpeter. Um, maybe any, any other instances that you say, maybe is, there, is it okay to say, um, I'm not very good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Just if you're not know a scrum master, saying perhaps I'm not. I'm not comfortable with this. Conversation, such as I don't know. Like I'm thinking, like I I suppose maybe it's more a a neutrality thing if you can't maintain it. But maybe just from an experience point of view, is that a complex behavioural?
1: I think any any kind of coach facilitator should should know where their boundaries are, Mm. and everyone should know everyone else should know where their boundaries are. So let's say there's a, a professional disagreement that's threatening to, to blow up into a conflict, mm. then I think a scrum master ideally should have the tools necessary to, to facilitate that. Mm. But if it starts getting unprofessional, mm. personal, perhaps even taking on uh, psychological, and angles, mm. then maybe they should you know, realise the limits of their skill set and refer them to somebody
0: a little bit yeah. more qualified, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had instances where the team have rejected this from us, so basically the team has said, you're, yeah. not, you're not up to the job or we don't think you can do this or you, do, you should necessarily, not, not in a, maybe a nasty way yeah. but in a... Maybe that scrum master doesn't see that there's a conflict of interest or can't, doesn't see that they're not being impartial, or there, there is a war of words or a, a relationship between them and one or two team members. Or yeah. The team I think,
1: so there's kind of two answers that I want to give to that, I think. So the first one is that in general, the, those kind of situations where there is a conflict of interest, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think I've ever seen a team call out. You're not impartial, right? But there is a sense of I, I don't respect your role as a yes. facilitator here okay. because uh, you're not being fair, right? Um, almost like a almost like a childish thing in a way, yeah. Um, and that that's, that usually results in quite literally a childish yeah. response yeah. and a breakdown of that that discussion. Um, in terms of rejecting a scrum master in general, not so much because of a lack of skill, but more because of uh, um, attacking the role as a manager rather than a scrum master, right, okay. so the team have an understanding of what they're looking for as a scrum master, as, as that facilitator, as that, that, as that coach, and you get someone come in with the clipboard and yeah. you know, assigning tasks or whatever, um, and the team will, will check out of that. There, there will be little respect for that. They probably don't have the authority to remove them, mm.
0: but unofficially they are rejecting. Them. Again, again, because in where you've got any kind of dual role or dual um, responsibility, that must be harder as well. Uh, in, in Nokia, I was hired as a software development manager. So I, I had responsibilities to, um, you know, to line manage. So, and that does affect your... As How the, did you handle that? Like practically, what did you do? So, I would I would say um, to the team sometimes that I am I have to tell you this as a line manager um, and this is the Nokia line on this and whatever, yada, yada, yada. What kind of things? I'm trying to think of an example now. Dress code, timings... No, the instances I'm thinking of is around... Um, I think it was around uh, absence or lateness or okay. time off, something around that, around the hours that they were keeping and uh-huh. it was th- certain core hours, it was, it was around core hours or something I think, or arrive, they were getting into the office quite late, These, these people, so I, you know, and there was things that I had, to, I had to say and I had to back up as a Nokia manager. Um, but I would have had, and then in, in a team instance I would have said this is me now talking to you as part of this team, how are we going to handle this, how, yeah. how should we do this, how should we, you know, and it was really interesting stuff about you know what time the team, um, what time the team wanted to leave the office on a Friday and things like that, and but what, what time Nokia expected you to leave the office on a Friday, yeah. that's for what the challenge was, mm. sometimes I had to step away. But it worked. What you say? What worked? Being a line manager and a scrum master. I... I... Yeah. The fee- the feedback I got from the people in that team said that I handled it... I seem to think that I handled it quite well. The feedback was certainly quite good. At the risk of diverging even further... This is related to this
1: question, but the podcast is rambling in a different direction now. Um, the idea that someone needs to be the line manager of the team in an ideal world it wouldn't be the scrum master because no. the scr- that, that you know, undermines their ability to be neutral and the team's ability to be open and transparent um, but if someone needs to be then is that the best of a bad bunch of options and well something comes to mind for me uh, a friend of mine is a a boarding parent. Right. Uh, so he works at a school that has day pupils and boarders. Yeah. And the the children that board live in a boarding house and some of the members of staff there are the boarding parents. So effectively they are the legal guardians for those children during term time. And he asked my opinion about whether he should take the job. So there were lots of benefits, you get a house provided by the school, bills paid for and things, yeah. and he, he likes helping kids and um, they've got kids and things, lots of benefits, um, but his main problem was that he actually philosophically doesn't believe in the idea of seven year old kids boarding. Right. He said, I think that's far too young. Right. And he would have to be looking after seven year old kids away from their parents. Yeah and uh, he rationalized it as well i'm not going to stop seven-year-olds from boarding i don't have that power they are still going to board someone is going to be a boarding parent for them yeah and he felt that he would provide a better environment for them yeah. than anybody else yeah Yeah. and going into it with that knowledge i think it's, I, that parallel just sort of jumped to my mind there of a, of a scrum master who is the line manager. It's not ideal, no. but given that line management is going to happen, yeah. uh, having somebody who worries about that conflict is
0: probably better than someone that doesn't worry about that yeah. conflict. And I, yeah, I'd agree. I went, I went in, into that job with with my eyes open as to what I just on the job spec. Yeah, I was gonna struggle, not struggle with, but challenge and the things that I'd be comfortable with so it's kind of, I looked at certain things, responsibilities on that, that job spec I thought, mm, really? I might do that, I might not want to do that, I might i need perhaps even raise them in an interview, I can't remember the interview that well but I probably did raise some of those issues and questions about how open, but the good thing about that particular job in Nokia was that they, they came, from, they, were Nokia, they were Nokia but they were Nokia Music was bought out. Was a former startup company called O2 in Bristol. So they had a lot of not um, and <laughs> they had a lot of um, those startup types that were still yeah. in the business. And they did challenge. They did bend some of the rules, the Nokia rules. So they were open to those kind of suggestions. And I think, yeah, I, I think. I kind of, yeah, I do think if anyone's going to do that role, I think I'd rather that I was doing it than someone else that was just going to tick the boxes, you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, not, not ideal. And there are a lot of other people that I work with, and I'm still good friends with now, that I feel did that job right. As, as right as it could be done. Yeah, as right as it could yeah. be done, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know people who, with mixed line
0: management and scrum mastering, Terribly. Yeah, and almost to their own advantage yeah. for the wrong, for the wrong, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but because they see it as an extra power gain. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should probably take a hint
1: from the playlist. The final countdown. Yeah, I think we should probably uh, wrap this one up. Who
0: sang this, Jeff? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Europe. Yes. Ding. Bye, well mate. See you next time. With, with a more satisfying <laughs> clink next time cheers everyone Ta-da.